Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. Is the balls hot where you are? <laughs> I know it's it's going to hit 100 in New York City today, so it's not yeah. that hot. But it has been 90 plus for the last month in Michigan. So it is like just below that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's a hot one here. <laughs> I mean, like. It's not the worst time to, like, be stuck in your house if you have air conditioning. Yeah. But, like, also, maybe it could just be, like, you know, high 80s instead. Yeah, our high 80s have been hot themselves. We've had this conversation that high 80s in our 30s is different than high 80s and 90s were in our childhood. Well, I was on the phone with my parents last night, and my mom was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be 100. That's just a little (laughs) bit too hot. And I was like, ma... That's a lot too hot. Like that, if, if it's in a, if it's a hundred degrees, that's way too hot because it's yeah. not like we can all like go and chill by the pool together. Right. It's not like you also like even a hundred degrees. Like you need to like get out of the house, run to the pool, jump into the pool, stay in the pool, and then get back in the house. Yeah. It's not like one of those. It's not like you can lounge by the pool, you know, stick your feet in the water, right. have a drink. <laughs> it's it's too hot. And it's not yeah. it's not, you know, the dry desert 100 that the n- nice people in Southern California or Las Vegas or Arizona are used to. It is like <laughs> When you walk outside, you're also swimming in a pool. So, like, you actually do need to just, like, walk out the door, run through the, like, mist that is the weather, and get in the water. Yeah. I, I, it is hot, but I have, the, I find, like, weird comfort in it. We, like, I breathe better, and, like, I, it takes a lot for me to sweat. So when I do sweat, I just feel good about it doesn't necessarily look good but I, I i did um hot yoga once and it was the best i've ever felt <laughs> it's just like i could breathe it's nice and steamy strange strange bird that's good <laughs> yeah i guess it's I guess. good that you don't have an extreme reaction to it yeah because it's uh it's not gonna get cooler here on the earth anytime soon. So, so crazy. It's good that you are not having you know that heat is not the worst thing in the world for you. Yeah. So today I wanna talk about stories. And I came up with this like framework because I'm always coming up with frameworks because it makes it easier for me to think about things. Obsessed. So I am one of those people that if you put, like, a blank piece of paper in front of me, I have the hardest time telling a story. Or if you just straight up tell me, oh, yeah, 
describe something, I'm going to have a really hard time. But once I start breaking it down, it becomes so much easier for me to explain things. And then once I get into a groove, it becomes a lot easier for me to explain things. Yeah. And so I know that it is really hard to tell your story. It is really hard to just be like, yes, I am Kristen. This is who I am. I am 34 years old and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And these are the important things in my life. And these are the things I really care about and all these things. And it's like, we are socialized to not really talk about ourselves like that. And so yeah. when I go on and say, yeah, it's really important for you to tell your story. Your story matters. You should be telling your story. I want to also help you do that. And it's not easy for me to just say, hey, here's a great way to do that. So I want to make it easier for people to tell their stories by breaking it down into different categories of stories. Because I think that at different times in our lives, or maybe just basically, you know, based on who we are, we might be more likely to tell one type of story more than another type of story. Or especially when we're documenting as scrapbookers, as memory keepers, as women who like to document the stories we're telling. If we break down the stories into different types of stories, and the categories I came up with are very broad, but I think, especially when you are documenting, especially with paper, especially with pretty things, especially when you're crafting, looking at your own personal stories in one of three different ways can really help you figure out how you want to tell your story, both in a, like, with words, um, with, you know, the actual story, and then also with creativity, whether it be product, whether it be, you know, digital tools, however you want to do it. And so the three different categories that I came up with are everyday stories, adventure stories, and introspective stories. I love that breakup. I love that, like, because I love that intro because I you sent me that the three of them and even me who's done this a while I was like oh yeah those are like the three you know I love this podcast for that like you're saying like the setting up a new framework for how to think of things because I think so often too like you have ideas you have stories to tell you get inspiration but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're clear on what that means you know what I mean Yes. So like you get inspired and then you get stumped. So it's like sometimes you feel like the ideas of the inspiration means you're ready to work, but it doesn't always mean that you're ready. And that can be so frustrating. That can be like frustrating. And then you feel bad about yourself. You feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Oh, there's something like, oh, I must not be creative because like I, you know, I see all these creative things. I want to do this. And then like I had an idea once or I had an idea now, but I don't know how to do it. So what's wrong? Like there's a disconnect there or there's a, there's a friction that you don't know how to get past, you know, and both of us have had this happen to us. So, but that's part of the process. Yeah. And like one of the ways that I get through that is I love breaking things down. And I learned how to do this by, you know, 
I learned how to do this while writing in college. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to write papers in college. Like, you know, and this is where my perfectionism comes in. I needed to get A's in college. Had to do it. It was very important to me. Well, and not not in every single class, you know, but in my major where I really cared about the classes that I took, I really cared about the professor's that I was taking the classes from, it was very important to me that, like, you know, I got the syllabus when the class started. It's like, you know, here's exactly how to get an A. You know, just do the things on this little piece of paper. And a lot of times it was, here, you need to write two 10 or 15 page papers and basically that's your grade. And, like, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to spend an entire three months... You know, going, it's 14 weeks, you go to class two times a week, and the only thing that they're going to test you on that matters at all, the only thing that you're going to get graded on is one or two papers. And so I needed to figure out, well, how do I do it? How do I get this done well? Right. Because again, the ideas for what you want to include are swirling in your mm-hmm. brain, but you need a strategy to find clarity in how to get them out. Right. You know what you want the end thing to kind of look like, and you know a whole bunch of stuff at the beginning. Like, you know, oh yeah, well, I went to class, we talked about this, and we talked about that, and we talked about this, and I, I know I want to connect them together in a bunch of different ways. And like, maybe you even have your brainstorm. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, like, oh, I really like to write in this style, or I really like to write in this style, and if you don't know that there are different, like, styles, or different ways, or different, like, types of things that you can do to, like, get from the the brainstorm to the written thing, right? you need to have, like, different bridges and different ways to get to from, from start to finish. Right. And so... When it comes to, you know, telling your own story. And you're like, okay, well, I love this whole scrapbooking thing. It's so easy for me to tell the stories of, you know, my kids. It's so easy for me to just, you know, put stickers in my planner. It's so easy for me to art journal. But I actually really do want to tell the stories of my life because the stories of my life are really important. And they are. Even if you, I mean, like, literally, I don't do anything. I mean, <laughs> I say this all the time. I, I, you know, if you, like, didn't know me and you, like, had a glance at my life, you would just say, oh, yeah, she doesn't really do anything. You know, I stay at home all day. I work from home. I, I don't, I don't. You know, a millennial or a Zoomer would say, oh, yeah, she has a, you know, she has a full life. You know, I have friends all over the world that I talk to on a regular basis. I interact with people on the Internet every single day. But, like, if you got a boomer and they were like, oh, God, what does she do? She doesn't ever leave her house. (laughs) And it's like, well, well, yeah, but my life is my life is incredible. And. I mean, I don't really leave the house now, but who leaves their house right now? Absolutely no one. 
Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of what you're saying in terms of your three categories, because you could fill so one much. of them more than the other. <laughs> well, and, there, and this is the thing. And so I had, um, I taught this webinar last week called The Art and Craft of Scrapbooking. And this framework fits into a larger framework uh, about scrapbooking in general. Um, this is what I call the narrative framework because these are the three types of narrative, everyday stories, adventure stories, and introspective stories, which we're going to totally talk about what all of those mean. Don't worry about them. I'm excited. Um, and then in the everyday um, – in the art and craft of scrapbooking, I also talk about like you know the different ty- the different sizes of scrapbooks you can have, uh, the different constructions of scrapbooks that there exist, um, and all sorts of other things. But this narrative is really where most of the time you're gonna start. And so, like right now, there are a lot of everyday stories because we are going through a time where every day doesn't look like our every day from any other time. And adventures are being canceled. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. It's like, and so the, during the webinar, I was like, so what, you know, what stories are you guys interested in telling right now? Is everyone interested in telling everyday stories? Is everyone interested in telling adventure stories? Is everyone interested in telling introspective stories? Zero votes for adventure stories. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so feeling that yeah. at the beginning of quarantine, I was thinking, Oh, you know what? We might get to summer. And I'm like, maybe I will feel like scrapbooking some of my older travel stuff that I have not, you know, my older, um, vacations I have on my to-do list. I still have my Texas adventure that I need to scrapbook. I have Disney that I need to scrapbook. I still have more Harry Potter. I need to scrapbook. Um, sorry, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> and a bunch of other, like, vacations, which... So let me dive into and tell you quick, quickly what I feel are the definitions of the three narrative styles of scrapbooking. So everyday, pretty self-explanatory. Everyday are your everyday stories. Things that happen in your everyday life. They're also... I think you can kind of do like the reporter style for this. You can you can do the reporter style for anyone, but any of them, but they work really well for the everyday stories. Like, you know, who, what, where, when, why. Um, but everyday stories are the things you're going to traditionally wind up putting in your project life also. So like, what did you eat for breakfast? You know, what's going on in, in work day? What's going on? Do you know, are you, are you going to school? Uh, what books are you reading? What are you watching on TV? What's happening, you know, did you visit somebody today? You know, what's happening at the grocery store? And there are so many things right now, like all of those things are so much more interesting right now than they would normally be. Right. And then the other reason you document them is because they're so much more interesting now. So you need to document them when they're not interesting so that you have the compare and contrast. Mm Mm-hmm. sorry yes adventure stories adventure stories are kind of the opposite of everyday stories they're the things that don't happen every day whether it's vacations whether it's things like birthdays weddings any type of celebration 
anything that is out of the ordinary, whether it's like, you know, um, like an illness, like if you fell and broke your arm and had surgery, that kind of thing. Adventures don't have to be happy things, but they can be like, and adventure stories can sometimes be scrapbooked totally on their own. I love doing my adventure stories in mini albums. I think that they are a great place for their own little mini album. I absolutely love doing travel mini albums. They are one of my most favorite things to do. And having your own little adventure story in its own little house is always like just so much fun to me. And then introspective stories are ones that don't really... They're stories that don't have a place on, like, this earth. They're they're the stories (laughs) that take place, like, in your mind. Right. They're things like, what are your favorite? How do you feel about? Would you rather? And they are stories that you can use, like, any picture for. Stories that you can use magazine clips for. Stories that can be so much more like out there and some people are very uncomfortable documenting introspective stories but other people thrive on documenting introspective stories yeah so i love having it as a separate category because like you don't have to document any of that stuff but also you can document only that stuff it's like it's totally up to you and there's no there's no one to say that you have to document all three types of stories. There's no but I love having that like delineation because I personally document all three types of stories differently. Mhm. And like everyday stories for a long time they're great in project life. Like you have an everyday story it goes into project life. It, that's just where it goes, you know? Yeah. Easy bip bop boop whatever done there you go you know adventure stories they have a mini album they have their own place it just is you know that's where they go and then introspective stories there's no i love that there's no one there's no time limit on them you can just do them and then they go wherever and then the other thing is that you can tell that same introspective story ask that same introspective story question over and over and over again And it's going to change all the time. Like, what's your favorite movie might change every year. Yeah. Or it might stay the same. And that's a story. Yeah. And I love having these three categories because if I want to tell a story, and I'm like, okay, where does that story fit in? And then I know, okay, well, then I'm going to choose to document it this way or I'm going to choose to document it this way or I'm going to choose to document it this way and it just makes it so much easier you're less likely to get stuck you're less likely to have this decision fatigue and then you can just move so much faster and for me that is one of the things that I want most I want a a free-flowing creative experience yeah with ease. Again, I don't think we stress 
ease enough and if and you can reframe a story into something that will bring more ease to its execution <laughs> then that's good and welcomed right i think that's exactly what i'm aiming for all the time it's not and no one is against hard work because it's not it's not about being not wanting to do work. hard work right it's still right. gonna be still gonna be i feel like getting your story out is still right a, there's always elements that are going is, to be yeah. difficult there's always parts of it that are going to be hard but it's about finding ways to make things easier where they don't have to be hard yeah as a teacher who hasn't been a teacher for many years but like the new ones coming in i tell them all the time i go Whatever you can come up with to make the lesson easiest for you, do it. Because it will already be hard. And having right. the kid, So, right. So, I'm like, just your, your goal should always be, how can I execute this the easiest way possible? Because you're going to run into challenges and it's still going to be difficult. So, take all that complication away. Right. And when you have less complicated stuff up front... And the story comes out easier, then you can spend that hard work doing something cool, like, mm -hmm. you know, stamping intricately or, you know, writing in five different colored pens. But you don't have the mental energy to do that cool stuff if you've spent all the mental energy trying to be like, I don't know how to even start getting my story out. That's such a good point. I wrote a blog post last year in July that compared me in July 2019 to me in July 2018. I consider that a introspective story for sure, but it's also kind of like the adventure of that year, like it could be yes. interpreted as. And also it was like two everyday pictures that I took in July of myself and you could physically see the difference between the two pictures. But then I, I put it on on my blog, so like, that was easy just to upload and I list formatted it because I knew I just wanted to like show the different side by side, but like being able to say like, this is an introspective thing, sort of showing the adventure of the year and where it took me from one to the other. But like, just like what you're saying, like I was able to focus on the items of the list because I knew it was, I knew it was an introspective story and I knew where I was uploading it. Like, you know, it wasn't complicated to get it out there. And then I could focus on the meat. Right, exactly. And if you know that, like for me specifically, when I'm doing introspective stories, I don't like doing long form journaling because right. I get way too much in my head. My perfectionism comes out and I'm like, I, I get, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I just get too in my head and I, Sometimes it'll be like, oh, well, what if this changes? What if this doesn't change? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm here right now in the moment. I just need to write things down. And doing it in bullet point lists means that I don't have to be perfect with my sentence structure. I don't have to be perfect with my grammar. And it removes the perfectionism from the writing to begin with. Right. Which gives me permission to just write. Right. And I know that I need that. And therefore, it is kind of just, I just, it is my go-to. Because I, it is a whole thing for me. And this is, okay. So 
this is not easy for me. Like, telling my stories is not easy for me. Writing is not easy for me. All of these things that I am like, guys, you should all totally do this. This is not easy for me. And it comes after, like, years of practice. And I love that we're reading Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice, and she's saying, like, the exact same things in all of her chapters. It's like, you know, she started her artistic career late and she's like oh I had no idea this was in me the whole time this stuff does not just you know you don't just turn a light switch on and then you're like oh yeah I'm really great at this this is fantastic and it just happens naturally it doesn't and it's gonna be a struggle sometimes and you're not gonna know what to do and you're not gonna figure it out automatically but by creating little structures inside of your creativity, inside of your life, the way that you like to create, you will find it easier time after time. And so these three types of storytelling, uh, what are we calling them? Structures? Yeah. Three types of storytelling I had a word for them. Yeah, categories. Categories. Oh my god, yes, categories. That is a word, categories. I spelled categories wrong so many times yesterday. (laughs) Um, It's just so ridiculous. I I always want to put an extra R in there. And so yeah, right, having these three categories and then knowing the different ways that you work best within the categories. And this doesn't just go for, you know, scrapbook narrative. Like, when I work in my daily pages, I know that I like to use certain supplies. When I work in TNs, I like to use certain supplies. When I'm working on mini books, I like to use certain supplies. And it's the same It's the same type of thing. When you're working on, like, um, I know some people who work in digital layouts. And so when they work in their memory planner digitals, they use certain things. And when they work on like regular digital layouts, they work with other things. It's that same kind of thing. Yeah. And what's interesting is like a lot of people might hear this episode and think, oh, okay, this is going to help me moving forward. Like, how can I think about my stories? But what I've been doing this whole time is, and what could be fun, is like revisit old projects and see what category they fit in. Like I'm already going like, oh yeah, my blog posts are usually introspective, but I can tell which ones are the everyday. Oh, my 30 days of list was totally introspective. My my 100 days of haiku when I did like the poetry with zero images was all introspective. Like thinking back, and then my passion planners completely everyday. Like thinking back on what I do and the projects I love and being able to categorize them there will help me know, oh, this story is this category and this is how I did it in the past and how do I want to do it now? Like, that would be a fun exercise to go back. I think that's really helpful. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, 30 days of lists is almost always really introspective. Yeah, while being every day in the moment. Right, in the moment. It's something you do every day. It's a great way to get into a creative habit. But those stories are almost always introspective. Like, Cam comes up with amazing lists that are, like, my favorite. Today I'm thinking about. Yeah. These are the things that I like. Like, and the way that you like to do 30 days of lists might be a good indicator of how you like to tell introspective stories. Right. Which is why I love 30 days of lists because I am always bullet pointing. Like every single one of my 
30 days of list books is bullet points. And I can set up my 30 days of list book in advance and just have places where I can do bullet point list journaling because that I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, your passion planner is everyday stories. And if you do, if you do memory planning, if you do project life, if you do any type of like chronological scrapbooking, memory keeping, those are probably your everyday stories. Mm-hmm. You might have adventure stories thrown in. If you go on vacation, you might have your week of project life where it's like, oh yeah, this is our Disney week. Could be in there. You might you might be the type of person who scrapbooks their everyday stories and their adventure stories exactly the same. That's true. It, I, the one, if an adventure story comes up during the week, it usually elbows the everyday off the page. It could. But I have enough everyday in the album to feel like it's still everyday. Yes. Yeah. And that's, to- like, that's totally fine. There's no reason why you can't document them the same. There's, there's, there's just no reason. There's no reason at all. But you might also want to separately document those adventure stories in a separate way. Yeah. And sometimes adventure stories are small and they fit in with our everyday stories. And sometimes they're bigger and they need their own space. And sometimes they're the same. Like I think of my December daily where it is very much every day in December. It's an everyday story of December, but December is the adventure. Yes. So then it becomes its own. I almost always exit my memory planning that I've been doing all year to jump into an adventure album of December. I completely agree. But that's such an interesting way to think about it. Isn't it? Yeah. And, and you can think about it, like, both as the way you are, like, tell, like, telling the story. Right. And the way that you are crafting the story. We are so on the same wavelength. We've been doing this way too long. I was literally just going to make that point where, like, the way that whatever category you frame is going to end up being the voice that comes out in the telling. Right. And, and it's everything overlaps. Right. You can overlap your everyday and adventure stories because, like, if you go on a, if you go, like, say you go on a road trip, you're going to have everyday stories within your adventure story. If you go to Disney, you're going to have your everyday stories within your adventure story. You're also probably going to have some introspective stories, like my favorite things of during, you know, my top ten things that we did in Disney were right, or you know, my favorite Disney characters are yeah the best food that we ate was and like the way that you document your introspective stories might find their way into your adventure album yeah and so yes all of these things are like complicated they all go weave their way into each other but if we separate it all out and we have adventure stories we have everyday stories we have introspective stories and we go to like okay we got the blank scrapbook page. We're going to tell one story. It's going to be one of these three things. How are you going to do it? Knowing that and like being able to distill that, you'll be able to find that in like all of your scrapbook stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just so cool. I think it's really cool. What would you categorize 
daily pages? Probably every day for the most part. I feel like there's like a hidden fourth category of just because or would that still be kind of introspective? Oh, you got well, so think, like, deep. Well, I think that's the thing is that it can definitely be well, that's the thing is it could for me daily pages are probably in between everyday and introspective. Yeah. And then they're more like sometimes sometimes that's a great question. Because a daily page is a practice. Exactly. So is and it some, telling a story? Yes. Right. And sometimes it's a but very not. obscure story. Yeah. And it's not very like. And so like, like, right, that's the thing. So if it's an obscure story, I would just stick it under every day mm-hmm. because the story is this is what I made today. Right. Or the story is I wanted to make this. Correct. Right. And so like that's right. That would be the subject of the story is like, the, you know, right. Today, this was made. Ugh. This was what I wanted today. This is what I was feeling. And it, right. Or if it, if it was, this is how I was feeling. And so I created this today. That was introspective. And so like, there's all that, like, um, if you have like a Venn diagram, it, that, that would be that little like, yeah. piece in the between. And in those cases, it, it's not so much about the, in those cases, you're not starting with the story. You're starting with the, the creation. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things that I think is really great about daily pages and really great about having that creative practice is you get to start from other places. Mm-hmm. Because when you, so much, so much of the time as memory keepers, as women who are documenting our lives, we start with the story. We start with... I hear this really weird scratching noise and it is the squirrel trying to jump into my bird feeder. I'm like, what is this weird scratching noise that's going on? I don't hear it. Is there someone trying to attack my house? And the answer is yes. Someone is trying to attack my house. This is Um, reminding me of when Jeff's game controller was running and you thought it was like a jackhammer. Still can't believe that one. He you was have like great hearing. He was literally like four feet away from it, and I'm like literally <laughs> on the complete other opposite side of the house. Is it Chip? I digress. No, it is a large squirrel. It's the squirrels that Chip scares away. Um, but he's too tiny to jump into the bird feeders. The larger squirrels are larger and then can thus parkour into the bird feeders. <laughs> oh no, it's so funny. Sorry, guys. We, we're digressing into story time about these squirrels <laughs> that jump and claw their way up my windows into the bird feeders. Everyday story. Every day, it is an everyday story. It's like an <laughs> every hour story. Adventure story for us every day. Oh, yes. It is absolutely an adventure story for them. It is like an adventure course for them. <laughs> um, but like having daily pages is such a great thing because as memory keepers, we so much of the time are like story first, story first, story first. I have the story. I have to tell the story. Here's the story. Here's a photo. I need to tell the story. I need to tell the story. I'm talking so fast that my words aren't even coming out right. I kind of knew what you meant. And then with daily pages, you are like working your creative muscles. You are spending time literally just inside your notebook, just playing with things 
And if you have a story, like, at the forefront, cool, awesome, fantastic, great. If you don't, that's also okay, too. And like you said, that that's a story. And it can be, like, that, that, we don't have to force things into categories. They will just naturally fall into a category themselves. And I think daily pages can be everyday. Daily pages can be introspective. Also, one of the best things about daily pages is I have these things called orphaned photos. I have a box of photos on my desk that are like the fifth photo of, you know, five photos that I printed out from, you know, going to the zoo or like going to the beach. And I use like four photos when I actually scrapbook the story. So now I have an extra fifth photo. So I have an adventure story photo and it just goes in my daily page. So I love it. There are, are times where you're going to, you know, put an adventure story in your daily page too. So I think daily pages are fantastic for telling all three types of stories. But you don't even have to worry about the type of to- type of story you're going to tell because it's just about creative practice. Right. And and daily pages, the kind of the first step of daily pages is go. Right. Right. Like, right. So as opposed to what your categories help scrapbookers do when they don't know how to go. Exactly. Like when go is not the first step. It's like, I have ideas. I have a story. I'm inspired. What? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like, I like that you call them orphan too. I was just picturing you open the box and them going, it's a hard not life. all your your pictures singing the score of Annie (laughs) well they probably would too I mean like now I've been feeling so New York homesick I've been watching so many shows but like it's not like I could like go home and like do anything so like what's the I'm just also feeling like COVID homesick like just you know it's not like you can go to the theater right or like homesick for what life used to be (laughs) right exactly and you know walk around the museum and the park and get food at the restaurants like that doesn't exist so which is why i feel like after this that kind of thing will become adventure like i went to the theater today We were just talking about how, like, going to... It's going to be, like, the the post-9-11 thing of, like, you know, come back to Broadway. And I'll be like, I will come back to Broadway. (laughs) Don't you worry. I'm waiting. I Like, I mean, I I am waiting. I will wait till it's safe. But, like, don't you worry. Live theater, I... There's nothing like seeing actual people do theater. I mean, I've, you know... Don't get me wrong. Hamilton, you know, is amazing on the screen. But, like, watching people sing and dance in front of you is yeah. is something totally different. Like, see, that's the difference between an everyday story and an adventure story. Every day, you watch Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Going to see Hamilton is an adventure. On that note, I said to Tom, my boyfriend, I was like, 
when this comes back, we have to see it in live. You want to see it live with me? He goes, not if Jonathan Groff is not the king. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm like, well, no, we're going to go. We're going to see someone else. He's like, nah, I just want to see Jonathan. He loves him. We love him. Wow. We, we've been singing it incessantly since we saw him. Now I know that Tom and I will be best friends. Oh, my God. He's so, he, like, refuses. <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess I'm going by myself. <laughs> just well it'll be cheaper <laughs> yeah true sure. oh my god no uh but like there's so many different ways in which you can interpret all the different stories and there's so many different ways in which like you can be like okay cool i love telling everyday stories right now i'm really good at telling everyday stories and get in your everyday story groove and then you can be like, oh, yeah, no, now I need to switch it up and just totally pivot. And I think that's actually why a lot of us have kind of fallen off the Project Life bandwagon. Mm. Because it was this one specific type of story that we were telling in this one specific way that we were telling stories. And How do I say this? How do I how do I say exactly what I want to say? It was a specific type of format, and in order to be creative with that format, you had to push yourself to be very creative. And that was a lot of work. And Becky Higgins created the Project Life format to be a very easy format. The project was supposed to put a lot of ease into your storytelling, into your everyday storytelling. So literally, you could just put photos in, put cards in, and then your stories would be told. But so many of us are drawn to this hobby because we love being creative. We love the products. We love the, 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 the tangible sticky stuff on our hands whether or not we actually love getting sticky stuff on our hands we love that there are sticky things yeah. and we can put them on non-sticky things and there was kind of that disconnect with project life even though it made telling our everyday stories so much easier mm. and so trying to force your own creativity into that format became a little bit more difficult and then trying to be your own person in Project Life became more difficult, even though everyone came out with all these cool products. It just got to be a little bit too much for people. Yeah. And then after doing it for like 10 years, 12 years, it just wore out its welcome. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I just think people need to switch things up in in general in order to keep create creativity going. Like when it first came out, it was new, so it felt like the creativity fire was strong, I feel like. But also I think like you're making a lot of good points. Like the easier the easier like it is to document the more the everyday category is getting filled. I think like you can document every day when it's easy to document. I feel like in the past, like in the 80s, we were only doing adventure stories because it wasn't so easy to get. Why would you tell the story of your breakfast if it took you a whole week to get it out? 
So now that digital and Instagram and blogs and, and all these blurb books, like now that it's easy to document, I feel like the everyday category is more prevalent. That's like what modern day memory keeping is, like celebrating your everyday, I feel like. Because of that, because of the ease. And that's kind of what Project Life did. It made it easier, so it opened up the everyday category. But now that modern day memory keepers are so good at the everyday, we want to do it in a creative way. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that intimidates a lot of people, especially newbies. Hmm. And, like, you see the Project Lifestyle, and now that it's been out for 10-plus years, there's no place to really start anymore. Yeah. Everyone's just so advanced. And, I mean, Becky isn't even making new products anymore. Mm-hmm. It's You can't really, like, go to Michael's and just, you know, get the starter kit and just go. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a thing that you do really if you've only been doing it for so long. And so now, telling your everyday stories, there's lots of great ways to do it. There's memory planning is a fantastic way to do it. Well, I was going to say, too, memory planning for me and a lot of other people allowed us to say, I have a planner with all these seven days across the spread, what did I do in each day? Like, whereas Project Life, there was no limit to how many pages you could take up for a day. So it got over. I feel like it got easily overwhelming if you didn't set a limit to how many pages per story or day or whatever. Memory planning made you have a limit. So you couldn't take up too much. And if I had a busy weekend, it usually spilled over into what the week did. So and I, I think knew I had a space. Having that box makes it so much easier to be creative. Having like restrictions around what you can do makes it easier to say, cool, okay, if I have to do this, 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 and this, well, cool. Well, then I can cut my photo in half and then use a half a photo here and a half a photo there. As opposed to being like, oh, I have this great white canvas and I can do whatever I want. Now I have infinity possibilities. Yeah. Because if you have infinity possibilities, then you have infinity possibilities and you have infinity decisions to make. And that's exhausting. Right. As opposed to having seven boxes, then you have seven places where you can put things. Yeah. And you have to like, you know, jigsaw things in and it makes it so much easier to decide, well, you know, I can't put a four by six photo in my little square because it doesn't fit there unless I take a a punch that's the size of my square and put it in there. And that's how you become more creative is you put yourself in positions where you have to make decisions about, well, how am I going to fit this round thing into this square thing? Right. And then it become the other day I did something where a sticker, a sticker um, was longer than my page in my memory planner. So I, without even realizing, I just like folded it back and I was like, all right, yeah, we're going to use it on the other page. I wonder what that looks like. And I flipped it and it would like, it matched something that I did. Like it was a complete fluke, but like, I was like, damn, I'm good at this. <laughs> like, it's just something that happens from all the continued routine and practice. And you're just like, 
Look at look at me go. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I distinctly remember being at. I think it was a crop one time. I can't remember if it was one in Wisconsin. It might have been one in Wisconsin. And I remember doing something almost exactly the same. I was making a mini book and I just folded a sticker over to the next page. And somebody was like, yeah. And that's why you'll be so much more creative than I am for the rest of your life. And I'm like, I literally just folded a sticker over. I turned the page and was surprised that it looked like two. I I just I literally folded the sticker over the page. Yeah. And like but but those are the things that happen after you spend 20 years folding stickers over pages. Right. And what you said about it takes time to whatever and we're reading find your voice that it all is intertwined. I love this show for right. that. But what I noticed too like what the memory planning helped me to do too is I was basically printing photos, sticking stickers, printing photos, sticking stickers. And what I realized is when I look back at all the albums of memory keeping and memory planning that I did, is that although I am like jazzed by the perfect sticker in the right spot and I love that, it comes second to like the photos. So I know that about my memory keeping. I'm like, I love seeing a picture that I completely forgot about of the everyday more then I love the fact that this perfect sticker's in that spot. Oh, I love that. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that the photos are there that I never would have thought about again in my life, that to me, I realized is the highest priority. So now in my current uh, passion planner memory keeping, the photos are the star. Like they just, I know that for me, they're the star in that. And, and I also that's... little written quotes. So these things are super, super, super important. And like knowing what you like and knowing what you dislike, most important things. Yeah. Most, most, most important things. And the only way you figure those out is by making shit. Yeah. And so biggest things. Know where you like to create. You like to create in a planner right now. Yeah. And... You know, who knows what it's going to be in 20 years? Who even knows, like, who, who even knows what any We'll have kaleidoscopes of pictures. <laughs> like, right. Or right. those little goggles v- that you Viewfinders? Yeah. <laughs> right. We might go back to making viewfinders. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That would be really cool. Obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, and right now, I love making daily pages. But one of the reasons that, like, one of the reasons we like these things is because we like these things outside of creative things. Mm-hmm. I love notebooks because I love notebooks. Mm-hmm. I can't go in like I can't go into a store that sells little notebooks without buying a little notebook. <laughs> yeah. Like and you love planners. Like you Yep. I I mean I love planners too, but I don't love <laughs> being creative in my planners. Yeah. Knowing where you like to be is a huge part of being creative. If you love little notebooks, create in little notebooks. If you love putting stuff in page protectors, create stuff in page protectors. If you like traveler's notebooks, create in, like there's no reason why you have to create in any specific thing or any if you love spending time on the computer 
make things digital. You don't, and, and you can, you can make everything you want in Canva. Free program. You do not have to learn Photoshop. You can do almost everything that you need to do as a digital scrapbooker in Canva. Yeah, I'll link to it so they can always get it in the show notes. But I think that's important too. And it's like, if we know these three categories that you've created in this framework, that's how you think about it. So if you're telling everyday stories, what what is going to make you be able to execute the everyday stories? Like for me, it's a planner. For someone yes. else's project life, like that too. Like, And if it is an adventure story, like what can you grab or what do you gravitate toward that would make it feel special? Like to, for that adventure, like... The 30 Days of List, I did this cute little, my mint um, album is still like my favorite one I've ever done. But like I pulled out just all my mint. My mint made it special. Just all the mint, the mint cover, the mint discs. And uh, yeah, like so, like thinking about the categories too. Not only like what you're drawn to, but if I'm documenting in this category, what would foster that category to come out? Exactly. And like that same thing, like, Taking, like, December Daily, for example. I've been thinking... I'm already thinking about it, too. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, this is, like, I'm trying to think, like, do I want to make my Daily Pages book a December Daily? Or do I want to do something different? And what's the deal? I have absolutely no clue. No clue. No idea whatsoever. I have not finished my daily page, my, my daily page. Oh my God. I have not finished my December daily from last year. I have absolutely, I literally have no idea what I want to do. For last year or this year? For this year. Oh, for, for last year, I just haven't finished. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I have like, I'm, I'm up to like day 17 and then I also did like day 24 and day 25. So I just have like seven pages that the aren't little, done. Yeah, the little holes. I love having an album. Like, having the album is... I love having that. So I don't Mm -hmm. think I want just a daily pages notebook. But I think I... I, Like, I loved Allie's 4x6 album last year. I loved it, too. I've been liking you... You've been talking about the Citrus Twist? Yeah. Yeah, those are... Those are... Traveler's notebook size. Yes. I've been thinking about that, too. I've been thinking about those. I think that might be too big. Mm. So I'm thinking something small. Like if Allie has a four by six kit, I might get that. I have, I think I have a four by six album that I might be able to repurpose, but I don't know. I might just, I might just get that. Even a four by four album I might do. You're thinking small though. You want, you want something I want something small because I know that I can do small. Absolutely. I know I can do it. I did, um, the one that I loved that I was so easy for me to do was not last year, but the year before. And I did a four by six, a lot more like an art journal, but every single day I made a page. Mm. And sometimes they had photos, sometimes they didn't. And it was just rings and it was amazing and I loved it and because it was so small because I just had to make something 
very, very, very easy to complete. Lots of everyday stories, lots of very much like this is what's going on right now, some introspective stuff. And it was just so much easier. And every other time that I've tried to create something larger, I, I it gets in my head. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go with something smaller this year. I've been thinking about it a lot in, in you know, Christmas and July. <laughs> so that's that's what I've been thinking about. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much of that overlap of everyday adventure and introspective stories in there. But I think I need to keep something a little bit smaller. I hear you. I'm excited. Like, I'm just, I, I just feel like this is what we're always doing as memory keepers and creatives. Like, we get ideas. Like, we're working on one thing today. We are finishing stuff up from, from the past, thinking of the future and how we want to do that. And sometimes a project sticks and it just flows out. And sometimes you get stuck or it gets unfinished. But, like, anything you do. I've just learned this, too, from my years and years. Is like, anything I get down. Like, I did my 2019 big, like, 9 by 12 that I was so, you know, do it like alley kind of thing. I did two months of that and then stopped. But I love those two months documented. Like, that's right. it. Like, I love that. So I just and that's feel totally like, yeah. cool. Right. Like, ease. Even right. if. It's not done. And what is done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much that you can tell of a story by not telling a story also. Yeah. And so, like, you documenting those two months like that and then choosing not to quote-unquote finish just means that not documenting after that was not the right way to document yeah. And those two months were the two right before Tom and I got together. We got together in March. So I have the last two months before right. we were together. And like that's Correct. in its own, its yes. own little adventure. So exactly. like I exactly. get why it fell off. Like it just, right. I just feel like it, you gotta ease up. That's, that's a story. Yeah. And like those things are so cool and so important. And like change, your whole life changed. Like, it, it just did. And so, like, that was, you know, the end of your single girl scrapbook. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet few pages. And, like, that's so much fun. And there's so many different ways to take this framework and throw it into your different stories. And, like, one of the things that I really wanted right now for 2020 was to go back to, quote, unquote, project life. But to have a, you know, 2020 chronological scrapbook. Because I would not be able to remember all of the stuff that happened yeah and so i have these citrus twists three by eight slash traveler's notebook albums and i am slowly getting through the first half of 2020 but i'm also documenting like i did june and now i'm also working on july so i'm trying to do right now and also trying to catch up which is difficult I'm, yeah. I'm 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 having a little bit of a struggle with it but it's coming along yeah because every day it's just that like every day like <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with so like we were saying just in pockets of time or the easiest way you could get it out is totally kind of how you should do it absolutely and whatever, i love these categories. whatever works yeah. no 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 and this is such a great episode 
it went by fast. I feel. I feel. I felt like we just started talking about it, and then boom, it's done. Hour gone, and three categories, new framework to think about our crafts. Yeah, guys. Um, this was fantastic. So we would love to know what you think about this. Everyday stories, adventure stories, introspective stories. Which ones do you document most? Which ones are you most excited about documenting? Which ones do you hate documenting? Um, are you feeling like you don't want to document any adventure stories right now because maybe all of your adventures got canceled this year? Uh, like Awesome Ladies Live, which was supposed to happen this weekend. But instead, yeah. we're having the Book of Me Boot Camp at the Awesome Ladies Project this weekend. So if you want to come and join us for Book of Me Boot Camp, come and join the Awesome Ladies VIP Collective. It is awesome. It is happening this weekend in lieu of Awesome Ladies Live. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, if you are not an Awesome Ladies VIP member, you can join us at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash join us. Otherwise, you're missing out on a cool time. We're going to have some, we're going we're to make an epic all about me scrapbook this weekend. It's going to be so cool. Uh, we've got a Friday night extended hangout, two classes on Saturday, two classes on Sunday. And if you're not going to be around for the live, then they're recorded and put up in, in the, the membership so that you can watch them over and over again, of course. It's going to be awesome. Sounds cool. And even though we can't get together for Awesome Ladies Live, which saddens me deeply. It's for sure the next best thing. Next it is for sure the next best, best thing. thing. That we get to hang out. We get to spend time with all of our friends all over the world. And make a cool All About Me scrapbook. So that's happening this weekend. Um, if you have any questions, you can always email me. Are you Kristen at theawesomeladiesproject.com? Or you can DM me on the website. And you can come and chat about the episode on the website too. All of the stuff is at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyassfemale. And we're going to head over to After Chatter. Yeah. I kind of want to show you that like fun little sticker serendipitous thing. I, I would love to see the sticker. <laughs> and my Lizzo week. This is my Ooh. Lizzo week this week. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a signed record from Lizzo. I've been waiting for quite some time. You ordered it? I did. They sold out in like 10 minutes. But, but you know, quarantine life. All right, guys. We will be back next week with another amazing episode. We're going to head over to After Chatter. And then we also have the book club episode coming out on Friday. We're going to be discussing chapter two. Why does having a voice matter for Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice? And that is Bite Size Book Club, so you can search for that wherever you listen to podcasts. It is awesome, and we will be back next week. Have an amazing week, guys, and stay cool, please. Please stay cool. Stay cool, stay safe, and we'll chat again next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>